Ideas are crap. It's execution that matters. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. My very first speeding ticket was on March Banks Road in Anderson, South Carolina. Now, when I began telling people who live in Anderson about getting a ticket on March Banks Road, nearly every single person told me the exact spot on March Banks Road that I'd gotten a ticket because that place was known as a speed trap. Now, all of us know about speed traps, probably some of us more than others, but there's some leadership traps as well, traps that will literally tear down what's taken us um, weeks, months, even years to build up. Now, this, these traps that I'm going to share today are not things that I've learned from observing other leaders or an article that I read online. Um, these are five leadership traps that at one point or another, I fell into and realized I had to dig myself out of. So um, get get ready. Um, I almost said get ready to take notes, but most people don't do that when they listen to podcasts anymore. You're mowing the lawn or running on a treadmill or in the shower or driving down the... Anyway, sorry about that. Here we go. Number one, trap number one, personal insecurities. Personal insecurities. Now, I believe that self-awareness is one of the greatest things a leader can have. And the sooner a leader recognizes their own personal securities, the sooner those personal insecurities can, can be worked through. When, when, we allow, when we as leaders allow personal insecurities to dominate our mindset, they will always manifest themselves in our ability to lead. And we let's listen, we all have personal insecurities. It's being aware of them and not allowing them to dominate the way we lead that make a difference. For example, when I first started my leadership journey, my personal insecurities came out in two major ways. And if I'm not careful, these two things can still happen. I've got to be um, very self-aware. The first way they would come out is sarcasm. Now, I, I personally hate conflict. So the best way for me to deal with something was to make a joke about it, um, a joke that was always at the expense of another person. And then if I was asked about it, I could dismiss it and say I was only kidding. Now, this works short-term, but long-term, it causes people to lose respect for us as leaders. The second thing um, that happened in when my personal insecurities manifested was passive-aggressive behavior. Passive-aggressive behavior. Like I said, I hate conflict. So if there was a leadership issue that needed to be dealt with, there were literally times I would bring the team together talk about a hypothetical situation, hypothetical situation being in air quotes, that 
everyone in the room knew what I was talking about. So what I'd be doing is addressing a situation that happened that in our organization, but I'm t- talking about it in a hypothetical sense, like it happened at another church or in another business. Um, and and when I would talk about it, I would simply say something along the lines of, oh my gosh, if this happened here, I would be so upset. I would be so disappointed in the people that I was leading. And in my mind at the time, I was dealing with the situation, but what I was also doing is driving people away from me. Because at the end of the day, I've learned the hard way that guilt drives people. It really does. But people do not want to be driven. They want to be led. So if I ever don't like something or the way something is done, I can't allow my personal insecurities to drive me down the path where I do what is easy rather than what is right. And let me say this. This is a a bonus. I don't even have this in my notes. But a lot of times... um, when someone else does a great job in our organization and they get the credit and we don't, our personal insecurities can manifest in the thought of, oh my God, I'm going to be replaced as the leader. And when we do that, we start competing with people rather than trying to come alongside and help them, let them help us and learn from them. That was just a A random thought I wanted to share. Trap number two that leaders can fall into is mistakes. Mistakes. Now, (laughs) making mistakes doesn't mean you're a bad leader. It means you're trying to be a leader. In fact, if a person isn't making mistakes, it means more than likely they aren't taking enough risk. One of the biggest barriers I believe that holds us back as leaders so often is an unwillingness to execute. I eventually want to do an entire podcast on execution. Um, But one of the things I've told people for years is that ideas are crap. It's execution that matters. Ideas are crap. It's execution that matters. But when, when we execute, when we pull the trigger on an idea, there are often unforeseen circumstances and situations that develop which does not dismiss the need for leadership. It actually requires it. It's sort of like the great theologian Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the damn mouth. Now, we will never have all the data and assurance we need to make the right decision 100% of the time. But leaders need to execute. And that, that fear of failure often is fatal because it holds us in a position when we're supposed to be moving forward. The only time mistakes are bad is when we continue to make the same mistake over and over again. At that point, it's not a leadership issue. (laughs) It's a competency issue. Um, So that was trap number two. Trap number three is the false care assumption. The false care assumption. Now, if you have started something, like a church or a business, I can relate with this. Um, I've started a couple churches, I've started a business, and at times I've been bothered by the fact that no one seemed to care about, about whatever as much as 
I cared about it. And I would literally tell myself, oh my gosh, these people don't care about it as much as I care about it. Because I used to actually think that if someone came on staff, they would love what I love as much as I love it. Now, at the end of the day, I have a great team. And all of the people on their team love their jobs. But it is unrealistic for me as a leader who actually started something to expect other people to love it as much as I love it. Because I'll still be here even if other people um, choose to leave. Now, here's, here's the key. Here's the kicker. That doesn't mean that they don't love the organization. <laughs> but if it's your baby, then they will never feel the same affection for it as you do. However, they, they should care. One of the things I've learned that as the leader is that you can hire talent. And there are some incredibly talented people on this planet. But you can't hire heart. Either a person has it or they don't. And if someone on your team loves your organization and does and they and they do a great job, but you always come back to, but they don't love it as much as I do. Stop. You're right. They don't. But that doesn't mean that they are a bad person. Everyone on a team should add value. And the more a person cares about you and the organization, the more value they will add. And if you have people on your team adding value to you and the organization and the people your organization serves, like enjoy that. Never undersell that. They are great people doing a great job. And if they don't love it as much as you love it, it doesn't mean that they're bad. It means they're normal. And um, we got to learn to go with that. Trap number four. Trap number four is they, meaning the people that serve with me, can read my mind. Now, I used to get super angry as a leader when I would walk into a room or a meeting or an event and things were not exactly what I had expected or maybe a report that I was given wasn't exactly what I was looking for. And one day I had a really close friend. I was, I was venting. Um, you know, leaders, we don't get mad. We just vent. But I was venting, and a friend told me, um, hey, hey, P, if you had just told them exactly what you wanted, I think they would have made it happen, but you got to understand that they can't read your mind. And that's when I came up with a phrase, and I wrote this down for myself, and I've shared it in a couple of environments, and it seemed to, to resonate. As leaders... We cannot hold people accountable for unspoken, unrealistic expectations. I'll say it again. We cannot hold people accountable for unspoken, unrealistic expectations. Now, if they're unspoken, they don't know. But oftentimes, if they're unspoken, they will be unrealistic because especially if we have teams of people working for us and we don't understand what it takes for them to actually do their job. Like if you have a, um, for example, a video team, um, if in order for them to make a really good video, it often takes, the thing I heard is for every minute on the screen, 
you're going to need a, between an hour and two hours of editing. I'm probably wrong on that. It's probably more, but those are things. So if you want a video turned around in 30 minutes, it's not going to have an unrealistic expectation. And we can't hold people accountable for that. Even the people that we work closest with can't always anticipate what we want. So the clearer we are about our expectations, the more we set other people up for success. And then finally, trap number five is, is this. It's, it's this idea. Don't get too close to the people you lead. Don't get too close to the people you lead. Now, I've heard this one a lot. And let me just go ahead and say for the record that there's some really smart people on both sides of this debate. And I personally know a thing or two about how it's difficult to be close to certain people and then things kind of kind of go south. However, I still say it's okay to be close. In fact, I think in order to be an effective leader, we got to be close because at the end of the day, um, I'm going to put my cards on the table and just say that I think that Jesus was the greatest leader who ever lived on our planet. I mean, what he accomplished is so amazing. And he had a group of leaders that he, were, he was super close to. In fact, he had a group of like 70 and then 12 and then three and then one. That's, a, that's another thing is as a leader, um, we, we are close to certain people but we should never feel the pressure to be fair. Um, I've told people fair is a place where you rod rods. It is not a leadership requirement. Jesus had the 12 disciples, but then he had three, Peter, James, and John, that he would always take away with him when he wanted to pray or when he wanted to do a, a special miracle or whatever. That It's okay to be closer to some people than others, but we gotta get past the myth that we've somehow got to keep that separation. The only people I personally believe that have to keep that line of separation drawn are, people, are insecure people who depend on a title rather than influence to set them apart as a leader. Because at the end of the day, if I engage people's minds, I can impact the way they think. But if I can engage someone's heart then I can have an impact on the way they feel. And impacting people's hearts does not come through um, staff emails and barking out of orders, which is why me personally, for my team members, I love to take them out to lunch. When I take them out to lunch, I love to ask them questions. I want to know about their life. I want to show genuine interest because if a person thinks you are for them, then they will go all out for you because they're not just working a J-O-B. They're showing up and they know they're making a difference because they're working with someone, not for someone, but with someone who absolutely cares about them. So those are five traps that it's really easy for us as leaders to fall into. I hope that maybe you'll pick um, the one trap that you feel like you're the most susceptible to and then figure out a game plan about how to step out of that trap. I hope you've enjoyed um, this edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast and we'll see you again real soon.
Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.